You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hello, this is Bradley Martin, and I'm out in the ocean on a kayak or a canoe, some sort of boat that you'd take out to a reef, scuba diving around. I hope that I don't get attacked by a shark. (laughs) We're going to be talking about The Reef Stalked, which may be a deep cut sequel or a bigger budget remake from The Reef. Director writer Andrew Truck. He's Australian, so it's like Triokey. Triokey, okay. Well, thank you. We're telling the story of these five women who then become four women because one of them is brutally murdered, and her two sisters get together with their two friends on an, a trip anniversary, if you will, in memory of, I believe her name was Cassie their younger sister, and celebrate her life by doing what they love best, and that is four friends hanging out on the ocean, taking in all its beauty and splendor, you know, over the reef, with with all the life. And with life, of course, there is death, because a shark is on the reef. A big-ass shark looks like a great white to me, and they have to come together and survive. To make things even worse, there's some other people nearby that don't know how to handle shark attacks and are involved in it, so they need to decide whether they should just, eh, run away from that issue, or help out to save a child's life. This is The Reef Stocked. I won't be talking about this alone. No, sir. Not something I'm accustomed to. With me today, I have someone who always keeps the beaches closed if there's a shark in the water. Marco is with us. Hey, can't wait to sink my teeth into this. (laughs) Splendid. And when she's out hunting the shark, she doesn't just promise you the head. She'll get the tail. The whole damn thing. Melina is with us. Farewell and adieu to you fair Spanish ladies. I did not expect to see Shanty today. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you not expect to see Shanty or that sea Shanty from Robert Shaw? You only get it six times in that movie. True, but I didn't expect any of us, any member of one of us to sing, actually. I'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> there you and go. Some, and some people are probably thinking, should have stayed that way. <laughs> oh, no. Sea Shanties are all about communion, about community. So these four ladies, Lisa, Annie, Jody, and Nick, Nick and Annie are the sisters. They're in kind of like a, almost I would call it a Neil Marshall descent light situation. 
since the way this is filmed is uh, real-life sharks spliced into the footage of these women in the water being like, whoa, whoa, it's going to get us. Well, yeah, sort of. Like the first movie, which this is a, a sequel for, um, they went out and actually captured a ton of shark footage and gathered as much as they thought was useful. And then uh, using a basically compos- or composite, a compositing technology, they kind of superimpose them in with the actors so that it feels more realistic and they're not using, like, the Meg or the Shallows, if you will, style CG. Just in time for Shark Week. There you go. <laughs> yes. Now, I thought it was very effective. I love looking at these type of uh, animal documentaries. So seeing a real big-ass shark swimming around... And it not looking so, you know, cheesy. It really did seem to flow between the actresses and these actors and the shark footage pretty well, I thought. So that was pretty uh, pretty intense. I wasn't expecting anyone to get eaten for real, of course. But wow, these creatures sure are beautiful and dangerous. But what did you think about the tension? I think that the tension is probably the best thing that this movie has going for it. Um, Like I said, this is a sequel to The Reef, which came out in 2011, written and directed by the same guy, Andrew Trouke, as we said, um, which was based on true uh, true events, actually pretty closely on true events, which definitely helps, (laughs) definitely helps to uh, ramp up the tension there. This is not, as far as I know. Um, You can find many of YouTube video of people interacting with great whites on kayaks. Um, but I don't think that this is based on a particular incident where a shark was, you know, slowly but surely picking people off. Um, but yeah, no, I think that as with the first, as with the first film, I think that the best thing that this movie does is like you were saying, Brad, it uses real shark footage, finds a pretty, for the most part, seamless way to kind of integrate it in with the actors. And they film it in a way where this director seems to know exactly when you expect a jump scare to happen. And for the most most part, kind of subverts that and is kind of playing with you the entire time with the camera angles and the music cues and just the timing. You don't, or at least me, because I grew up on sci-fi channel B-movies. I, I can sprout off anything versus anything, and I've probably seen it, like... Robots versus giant snakes, giant snakes versus uh, sharktopus. Like, I've seen it all. But um, this doesn't necessarily feel like that. Like, because it, it feels like they tried to be competent. Is that, like, a bad way of putting it? But it is. Like, the, it, the tension is there. The way that it's filmed, like, as opposed with other, I don't know, like, creature features using bad CGI, I do like the way that it's imposed. I do like the way that it's edited um because it just i mean it feels more real because it is more real kind of thing um that being said just to go to an earlier point usually it isn't great whites at least because i know jaws is based on a tiger shark tiger sharks are usually the one that are man eaters and go after people and stuff like that random nerd fact oh, wow. podcast <laughs> <laughs> i want to i want to insert the guy from jaws who when richard dreyfus goes it's a tiger shark and he goes a what <laughs> <laughs> Tiger sharks and bull sharks. Bull sharks are the ones that are able to go up the river. Yes. Oh, man. What? Wow. Yeah. They actually found one in the Potomac River one time near where I live, which is pretty frightening. So we have a four-person cast here. 
I'm just going to tell you who my favorite was, and then y'all can give me your two cents. Honestly, I think they're all doing pretty solid work. Anytime someone has to push, you know, their bodies to an athletic measure of uh, greatness to look convincing, I've paddled a kayak before. It was very silly. I went in a circle. I don't, I don't think kayaks are made and... for people over five eight. <laughs> yeah. that was my problem i was like i'm trying to squish between the seat and where, where my feet are supposed to yeah be. yeah yeah your knees are all crunched up yeah. which i'm five four, but i can't lift them on my own so there's definitely sort of a bait and switch <laughs> and Trong probably is the least connected to the plot other than ah oh, remember when our friend died that was lame like she doesn't have a dramatic backstory or an origin of uh, trauma but her heroing time moments, I'll call them, when a child is in danger, she really brings it. And honestly, I'd like to see this woman in more action films after that. She's definitely got the uh, the courage face, I call it. Courage oh, face. Yeah. And because this isn't a schlocky movie, it, yeah. and I think she really brings that sincerity to the survival of this cast. I mean, looking um, at her resume, she does do more action movies than anything else. Like, she was in Cowboy Bebop, Strike Back. Yeah, no, I yeah. actually, I was watching, I've seen this uh, twice now, um, and I actually, watching it the second time, I was trying to find any area I could where I thought that either the sharks didn't blend with the uh, footage of the actors, or if I could spot when they would bring in a stunt double. And I honestly, I think I can maybe find one or two times where I think that the compositing didn't work very well, but I can't think of one spot where I was like, that's not the actress, that's a stunt double, because... Especially from the look of Anne Trong, I'm like, she is a very, like, just to see, like, there's a shot of her swimming where you see just how muscular she is. I'm like, yeah, no, she yeah. is doing this all on her own. She is a very physically capable person. She's doing her own stunts. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Now, yeah. there is a, as I said, a very dramatic story going on just under the surface between Annie and Nick. Nick played by Teresa Lien and Annie played by... Saskia Archer. I didn't hate it. Does the where were you when I had to pick at the pieces of a broken life? Like, d did that work for either of you two? Uh, I've said a lot. No. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, like, I mean, I'm here. To, it's kind of one of those things where, like, I came to see sharks. I didn't really, like, care too yeah. much for that. And um, to make a weird comparison, it's like, it's like whenever people are like, oh, like there's too many humans in Godzilla. It's like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't yeah. care about this drama. Like, I really <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> go back to get in a way. I'll say I, I liked the human elements of this more than I thought I was going to. Uh, when I read the synopsis for this, and they do definitely spoil in the synopsis what happened yes, to the early do. sister, yeah. and yeah, what has kind of led to these people coming together. I thought, okay, is this going to be like they did with The Shallows or what they did with 47 Meters Down, where they pretty much introduce character, like they introduce a backstory that in the end is pretty much arbitrary. It's not needed yeah. for anything other than, well, let's just give them the most minimal amount of depth so that you can feel good rooting for them when we introduce the shark element. Here, I actually thought, despite some kind of soapy dialogue and the way that it was executed, it didn't quite hit. But I actually appreciated that that character development wasn't abandoned. It actually carries through to the end. 
these characters have genuine arcs and they actually have a sense of growth and that tragedy that has befallen them both and has caused distance between them it's affecting the way that they're handling this situation when it inevitably goes south uh, in very different ways. And I actually thought that was interesting. The one sister played by uh, Teresa Leanne, the elder one, she, when she, when the shit hits the fan, she basically kind of recedes, wants to run away like she did when the sister died. And the, the younger sister who had to basically come in and kind of hold everything together She's the least experienced of any of these of the people who were out on the water. She's never done this before, but because of the person she is, she's ready when push comes to shove to take charge. I was like, that's interesting. Yeah, and as I said earlier, I really like everybody's survival acting here. It's very, uh, very effective. And nobody says anything cheesy when it's about survival. It's mostly just stares, looks, like, shh, be quiet, you know, everybody calm before something kills us all and that's why i think the tension's very effective now what happens to the sister i think i may have spoiled this earlier with a word the fact that they keep going back to it uh i'll admit i'm squeamish and this is where right away i was like oh this is not schlocky this is a very serious survivor story and seeing their sister pass away in the way that she did uh pretty traumatic so i understood those characters of course would have that trauma but do you feel that was necessary to see over and over again because just i know that's a phobia a ton of people have passing away in such a matter and do you think of course it was effective that was the point you fool (laughs) (laughs) uh i mean it does build tension like it does make it seem like oh that could happen to anybody kind of thing so it i mean in the sense of setting the stakes it is important but uh i mean i don't know i have a big stomach for a lot of that stuff kind of thing though like um it's kind of not better or worse that it's like oh it's just one person over and over again as opposed to like i don't know a lot of other creature features where it's like yeah you don't know who's gonna make it out because it's just one every five minutes someone's gone yeah, yeah. And I'm glad that this kind of, I won't really say too much about it, but I, I like that this kind of goes against that grain where it's not, all right, countdown to this person getting picked off, countdown to this person. It's not, you're not like, you're not creating your, your death pool around which of these characters is going to go first. You do think the entire time anybody could go at any minute, but it doesn't feel like they set these characters up just to be bait. They actually set them up in a way where, I don't know about you guys, I was really rooting for them. I was like, I really like them, especially because they're not making terrible, stupid, irrational decisions that normally get you killed in these kinds of situations. I was like, right. the fact that you're being smart and you're being as level-headed as I think anybody could possibly be, certainly more so than I would be, is making me really hope that all of you come out of this. And that, I think, raises the stakes even more. No, and I agree with that. And we're going to carry that into our final thoughts. Uh, Marco, would you go first, please? Uh, So, like I was saying at the beginning, it was like, this movie is, it's a really enjoyable watch. It's edited really well. Um, The way Melina has been carrying it off, where it's like, yeah, um, you care about these characters. uh, because they're not just 
uh, like cardboard cutouts in a way where it's like oh that's the jock that gets eaten that's the blah 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 like everybody is an actual person kind of thing um i'll probably recommend this pretty highly it's just um one of those things where it's like i saw this a while ago and then it's just uh trying to to wrap my head around it like i'll probably need to watch it a second time is what it needs to come down to uh but i'm gonna give it seven out of ten kayaks very good melina um well yeah i've been going on and on through this whole thing and that's kind of because i liked this a lot more than i expected to i was afraid this was going to be schlock even knowing it was going to be a sequel to a movie I really do enjoy and highly recommend, until I saw that it was written and directed by the same guy. And I think that what he does very well in that first movie, he does really well here. If I have an issue with it, I thought the third act was getting to a point where it was straining credibility. It starts to go a little MacGyver in a way that I'm like, I don't even follow the logic of what you're doing and how this is supposed to work. Um, But I was like, okay, well, it's not like... It doesn't jump the shark, and it is. it never goes stupid to the level of trying to entice a shark to bite an electric pole out in the middle of the water, just to. Um, but yeah, I actually really liked the character development here. I liked the acting quite a bit. I think the editing and the way that they utilize real sharks is extremely effective. There were a couple points where I actually screamed at some of these jump scares, like, and had my knees up to my chest. Despite the fact that I was just sitting on my bed, no water near me, I'm like, oh God, oh God. (laughs) But yeah, no, I think this is actually very effective. I think you should watch the, I think this is actually a good double feature with the first movie. And yeah, one I'm actually... Uh, first Shutter film that I can actually say that I've reviewed that I liked. So yeah, I actually do recommend this, especially if you wait all year for Shark Week. I'm going to give this four out of five black lifeless eyes. (laughs) They don't ever seem to be living. Doll's eyes. (laughs) Yes, I also enjoyed this, and I thought this would be schlocky, and I was kind of hoping for schlocky. It opens up, and it is not camp. Love this cast, this ensemble. Uh, really enjoy the sisterhood they all have, the friendship, and the nature to survive. I can't stand it when these movies about tough survivalists have shit hit the fan and they go, I can't, I just can't do it. I'm, I'm going to lay down and die somewhere. Just just let me lay down and die. Like I thought, all right, which one of it is, which one of these women is gonna do that? None of them did that. They're like, bring it, bring on the shark. I really think the fact that they were the real beauty, majestic, and terrifying beast that is a great white shark, which I think should be protected and respected. Very cool. Uh, I'd highly recommend this with movies like The Descent and The First Reef and uh, really a mountain climbing movie. Maybe that Touching the Void. I think that's a doc, not a movie. But, oh, I love that movie. Yeah. 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 Just watch them all together. They they all fit and just have a great night. I'm also going to give this, I'd say, 7.5 out of 10 really unsettling bad boyfriends. <laughs> Is there a way to make a pun about it being a crabby boyfriend? (laughs) (laughs) This review just jumped the shark.